Do you see Snoopy? Is Snoopy uh, visible at all in the picture? Why don't you lower the camera and we'll come back to me. I just want you folks to see that Otto's brother, Snoopy, is with us. I think Snoopy, after 203 episodes, has decided that Otto has a little too much attention. I'm not certain of that theory, but it's possible. Anyway, hi everybody, it's the Fireside Chat. That's the Fireside, I'm the chat, and that's Otto, so you all know this. So this is my chance to just offer you some thoughts, then take your questions. It's completely unrehearsed, and there's something risky about that, (laughs) to be honest. But it's also a very healthy thing, because it's not produced, as it were. It's quite spontaneous. On my radio show, I read a piece from New York Magazine, and it was a long piece. I read from it on the air. And basically, it's a very simple story. A woman is about to get married. She's a young woman in her 20s, and neither her parents nor her siblings have gotten vaccinated. And the her future in-laws, that is her fiancé's parents, will not attend if anybody is goes to the wedding and is not vaccinated. So she is can't believe that her parents have placed their values, her words, above their love for her. Of course, the parents could say the exact same thing, <laughs> Why did you why did you place your values above your love for us? It, so that that sort of argument really does go in both directions and the issue is not the love for their daughter. For whatever reason, these people believe that they don't want to take the vaccine and there are many valid reasons for people not to, including if you've had covid. I can't think of a, of a more dishonest, and there's a lot of competition for most dishonest. What can be more dishonest than telling people who have had COVID to get the vaccine? Because medically speaking, scientifically speaking, if people still care about science and not politics, it is in fact far better to have natural immunity than vaccinated immunity. That's just a fact. That is the reason that Israel, the most vaccinated country in the world, or one of the handful most vaccinated, is now saying, uh-oh, you really, really better get a booster, a third shot. Because the, the truth is the first two shots don't last that long. By the way, it might be the greatest thing since sliced bread, the vaccine. I, I don't know, but nobody knows, and that's the point. Anyway, back to the woman. So she uh, is having a terrible rift with her parents. And I read the piece, and I couldn't believe the piece omitted a rather significant question. Why don't the in-laws, the fiancé's parents, simply say, or get tested the day before the wedding? (laughs) What? Why did New York Magazine leave that out? It's like is about as relevant a, a question as possible. If that that would solve everything, then everybody could love everybody. 
I don't know why that was not raised. I really don't. Something is wrong with New York Magazine for writing a long article and not raising the single most obvious question. There was an alternative that could let everybody attend and everybody love everybody and end the issue. Get tested before you come. And, and there was not a word about it in the entire article. So I don't know what to tell you. Uh, maybe, maybe it was discussed and these in-laws or future in-laws are even opposed to that. My son, my older son, was invited to a wedding of a, of a good friend. And the, the rule was you can't come to the wedding if you're not vaccinated. But my, my son said, well, I had COVID. And that wasn't good enough. There's something that scares me, and I'm not scared much in life. But one of the two, three things that most scare me is irrationality. Because you can't reason by definition, with the irrational. So if my son would have said, I had COVID, they clearly would have said, we don't care. But on what basis would they not care? There was so much of this going on now. Uh, the, the declaration that ivermectin uh, is, a, is a horse medicine? This thing has been used with people. The inventor of it got, got a Nobel Prize for use on humans. It's one of the safest drugs available. Harvey Risch of Yale, an epidemiologist at Yale, said that if people had taken ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, especially ivermectin, we could have saved hundreds of thousands of American lives. But you know what? YouTube and Twitter and Facebook shut doctors down who differ with the CDC and the government. This is unprecedented in American history that doctors are not allowed to offer dissenting opinions. We have never had this. We have never had this lack of liberty in American history. The threat to freedom in America is unprecedented. The, the threat to freedom of speech is unprecedented. And you know what? Half of America is okay with it. That's the most disappointing thing of all. There are Americans who think that Australia is handling this well. Australia right this moment is a totalitarian state. You can't leave your home but for a few hours a day. You can't talk to people in a park. Did you see the uh, video of those kids who, who met at a, at a beach, I believe it was, in Australia? And helicopters, police helicopters, fl flew overhead and, and shined their lights on them? like they were engaged in, in some uh, terror uh, tactics against, against whatever city they were in, and then arrested? And people are okay with this in Australia? People are okay with this in America? Yes, the answer is yes. People do not crave liberty. They crave security. That's why liberty is a value. Security is not a value. Security is an instinct. Liberty is a value. That's why we have a Statue of Liberty. We don't have a Statue of Security. Right? That's what everybody wants. Well, we're paying a big price. I feel for the young people uh, in our society. My younger son, who's uh, 28, and he, uh, he texted me that he, he can't believe that, that he's actually afraid about what's happening in America. 
I have to say, I have two sons who don't get easily afraid. But he was right. I, I worry for him. I worry for all young people who have been told that it's okay to shut down liberty if the woke, the left, the progressives don't like what you say. It's okay to shut down doctors. Doctors appeared in the U.S. Senate in a hearing on therapeutics, meaning non-vaccination cures, potential cures for COVID. That's been taken down from Facebook, probably from Twitter too. Doctors testifying in the U.S. Senate from Harvard and Stanford. So please don't believe the lie that the people who differ with the CDC are anti-science. They're anti-CDC, not anti-science. People laugh at the medieval church for shutting down Galileo because he said that the earth went around the sun. Well, I got to tell you, Galileo was treated better than a lot of the people who were canceled today, a lot of the doctors who were canceled today. Then a president of the United States basically tells Americans to hate the, the non-vaccinated this is this is unprecedented in America too. Really, is this the notion now? The unvaccinated are responsible for COVID in the United States. I thought the vaccinated are are protected against COVID. Why the hell do they care about if I'm or if I am I or anybody else am vaccinated or not vaccinated? If you're vaccinated, aren't you protected? What? Well, yes or no. What do you say to that, Otto? Yeah, Otto was not troubled by it, which is one of the virtues of Otto. He is not troubled by anything. Right-o, is that the correct thing? Is that right, Otto? Yeah, then a boy. This is an, an, a, a terrible time in, in American history where people hold this. Oh, but we're, we're told it's not that they will infect the vaccinated, it's that they will take up hospital space. Really? Did we have that attitude during the AIDS epidemic, which was overwhelmingly among gay men and intravenous drug users? Did we say, well, listen, if you had unprotected uh, gay sex, uh, you, um, you brought this upon yourself. We can't, uh, we can't pay for you to uh, be in a, in a hospital. Nobody said that, and, and, and nobody should have said that. Do we say to, to uh, people who don't wear helmets on, on motorcycles, listen, you should have worn a helmet. You're taking up hospital space. People who didn't wear a seatbelt, you should have worn a seatbelt. You're taking up hospital space. Or drunk drivers for that matter. You're taking up hospital space. We're not paying for you. The first group that we have this hospital space argument is, is with regard to the unvaccinated. If you think that it ends with the unvaccinated, these things never end. Once you start suppressing liberty for group A, you will for group B and then group C. And then one day when your liberty is taken, it's too late. Because when you didn't speak up for the other group, there won't be anybody left to speak up for you. That's the way it works. Once you say okay to the suppression of liberty, it's over, and I don't want it to be over in the, in the sweet land of liberty, the United States of America.
Okie dokie, let's see the questions and we begin, of course, with Megan's arm and the first question. Hey Dennis, I'm Jackson Drenth from Huntington Beach and I'm a huge fan of punk music and I was wondering what you think about how punk used to be anti-government, sticking it to the man, and now it is leaning more towards socialism and communism. What do you think? Well, I don't know much about punk music, but the, it's not odd that you would go from uh, the, the first group of values to the second group of values. Uh, both were essentially what we would call progressive or woke or left-wing values. So it's, it's, it's fairly consistent. I'll give you an example. When George W. Bush was president, I saw probably a thousand cars where I live in the L.A., Los Angeles area, especially when I go to the left-wing areas like Santa Monica. Car after car had a, a bumper sticker that said uh, two things. There was one bumper sticker, dissent is patriotic and question authority. Two very popular left-wing bumper stickers. I don't see one now. Not one. I give you my word, I have not seen one in years. All of a sudden, dissent is not patriotic. Dissent today is to be suppressed. And question authority? Don't you dare. We'll shut you down. Don't you question any authority. Not governmental, not medical not not uh, academic don't question any authority as the prime minister of new zealand said about uh, anything to do with health if you don't hear it from the government it isn't true tell me that is not like the medieval church if you don't hear it from the medieval church it isn't true we we are behind the middle ages today in the western world in terms of openness to dissent. So uh, that's my explanation for that. And then we'll go forward here. Patrick, 35, Evergreen Park, Illinois. Greetings to Dennis, Mrs. Prager, Otto, Snoopy, Megan, and Nathan. Nathan is not here. Forrest is. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell Nathan anyway. I'm a veteran of both Afghanistan and Iraq. God bless you. And I currently serve as a firefighter. With wokeness and weakness perming every faction of society, how do we save our military? How do we save the men and women who are devoted to courageous, selfless service? 13 American service members will be coming home in flag-draped caskets, and the current administration seems careless and clueless. With checks and balances and the separation of powers as pillars of our Constitution, what can be done? Thank you for your wisdom, your passion, and your love for good. Thank you for the kind comments. How do we save, I'll take this question, how do we save our military? Right now, the heads of the military in the United States and the Democratic Party are generally devoted uh, to seeing the military as more or less another place for wokeness to take hold that the primary role of the military, which is to fight, sometimes to kill, is now seen as almost negative. The purpose is, for example, as the head of all of the military in the U.S. said in the U.S. Congress, we have to study 
white supremacy. Is there white supremacy in the military? It's the most integrated institution in the United States. It is known for how well uh, people of different races get along. And they're going to start teaching white supremacy there? What is being done to the military uh, is basically what is being done to a lot of society with the notion of toxic masculinity, which as far as the left is concerned is a redundant term. Masculinity is toxic. Masculinity is beautiful. Femininity is beautiful. Again, I feel for the next generation, boys are being raised to believe that their, their natural inclination to masculinity is toxic. They should be more like girls. But the trouble is girls don't want boys who are more like girls. Women want men who are more like men. Women want masculine men. Men want feminine women. But this is not what is being taught. People are being brainwashed into believing that feminine and masculine are essentially dirty words, that they are uh, uh, reactionary. So the, uh, you can't have a military that works like that. Anyway, who's going, who's going to enroll? Who's going to enlist in the military if this is, if this is the way in which things continue? It's another, uh, another example of something I have said all of my life. Everything the left touches, it destroys. There's no, there is no example of, of anything that it builds. The only thing the left builds is governmental power. It destroys every other institution. The arts, universities, high schools, elementary schools, late night television, sports, you name it, it is destroyed by the left. Not by liberals. Liberals vote for the left, but liberals don't destroy. Liberals build. Conservatives build, but the left destroys, and the military is only the latest example. Kip33, Los Angeles. How many countries have you been to, including airports? <laughs> I also love travel, and I love your show and the organization's work. Organization, I assume, Prager, you. Thank you. I have no idea including airports because I don't include airports. So I can't answer you. I know, uh, I, I can't remember, I remember one airport in a country and I have not included in my 131 countries visited. And that is Dakar, Senegal. <laughs> I stopped in the airport, but I do not consider myself having visited Senegal. I'm very strict about my number. So my 131 is legit and 50 states, and nine of the 10 Canadian provinces. Which reminds me to tell you something. I'd like to talk about this on, on another fireside chat. What you do with your money. It's a very, very important question. People don't know what to do with their money. And I'm not talking about the very poor. They know what to do with their money, buy food. But most people have discretionary funds. What do you do with it? Is a question people don't think about a lot, but it's worth thinking about a lot. I thought about it since I was a kid. I'll give you one very, uh, very simple example. I fell in love with classical music as a sophomore in high school. I grew up in New York City 
And I got, as a high school kid or high school student, I got a $1 ticket to Carnegie Hall, most famous concert hall in the world. And so I went just because I had no interest in schoolwork. So I went to everything else. I went to a $1 ballet. I went to a $1 Shakespeare play. I went to a $1 classical concert. And it was love at first hearing. The next day, I went back to Carnegie Hall all the way from Brooklyn. And I bought, I remember the sum, $32 worth of concert tickets. Where did the money come from? My lunch money. I went for about a month without lunch, which, given that I was never thin, was not a bad thing either, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I mean it sincerely. I went without lunch. And I just thought, between the two, that will bring me more lasting pleasure than lunch. People spend money on immediate pleasures, not long-lasting stuff. I have a lot to say about that, and I will uh, on another, uh, how do you spend your money? It's a big, uh, a big deal. Anyway, what brought it up was the fact that I went to so many countries. There was a good chunk of my life where I didn't have much money, and I just knew it's important for me to go to as many countries as possible, that the, the value of visiting another country versus Dining at a fine restaurant, there was no comparison to me. I'd rather eat in a diner than miss another travel opportunity. All right, let's see. Uh, hello, Dennis. This is from Scott, 20 years old, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Hello, Dennis, Otto Snoopy and Megan's arm. Amazing, isn't it? Cracks, cracks you up, cracks me up, cracks your parents up. I have been listening to the Fireside Chat regularly for over a year, and I'm reading your commentary on Genesis. I wish you all would. It, I, I promise it will affect your life positively. My commentaries on Genesis and Exodus. My third volume will be coming out a year late. I already wrote it. It's going to be five volumes, the first five books of the Bible. But Deuteronomy, the, the third book that I've done, it's the fifth book of the Bible. The, because of COVID, the publisher didn't have the paper. They couldn't get, because uh, I have insisted on very high quality paper. It's the, the book is, is actually beautifully printed. Anyway, I'm a Christian who loves liberty. I'm not happy with the trajectory of my country and my province. Canada, you're in worse shape than America. But we're catching up. Among other things, the provincial government is currently introducing a digital vaccine passport that will be required to access any activity that they identify as discretionary. As someone who has traveled the world extensively, where would you recommend that I go in life if British Columbia becomes intolerable? I love BC for its mountains and ocean, so ideally somewhere with similar geography and a more balanced culture. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and humor with the world. I look forward to reading the rest of your Bible commentary in the years to come. Thank you. Listen, we all have that uh, dilemma. For the first time in my life, I never thought of this for a minute. Where will I go if America goes the way of the Soviet Union, it, which is where it is headed? Certainly Australia, New Zealand, and Canada are headed there. So where would I go? And I don't have, a, I don't have an answer. 
the, the world bought this horrible idea that you shut down society because there's a virus. You shut it down. You shut down healthy people. You take away their ability to make a living. You starve a lot of poor people, which is what has happened. This is a new idea in human history. The lockdowns were a catastrophe. Catastrophe. Sweden is the proof. That's why people were so angry at Sweden, because it didn't shut down. It didn't shut down schools for kids under 16 one day the entire 2020, let alone 2021. The kids went to school and without masks. And none died. Isn't that a shock? They did fine. You know what damage has been done to kids around the world? I mean real damage to their psyche and to their health, to their development. But it doesn't matter. In the name of health, you can ruin untold numbers of lives. That's the, that's the God of our day. It was Baal in, in the Bible. They sacrificed children to Baal. Now they sacrifice children to safety. There's always a false God people sacrifice children to. I don't know where you're going to go. Maybe we'll all move to Sweden, which is really ironic since I was never a Sweden fan before this. Well, there you go. Life, life is sobering. I don't know the answer. I know in the United States, there's a massive movement of people who want freedom to places like Florida and Texas and some other places. I totally understand that. People don't understand why I stay in California. And the answer is because there are so many people I love here. That's my only answer. It, it isn't for the beautiful scenery, and it is beautiful scenery. Beautiful weather, almost unique on Earth, and I acknowledge that. But it's not a good reason to deprive my, myself and my family of freedom. These are very tough questions. I never thought I would ask them. But it shows you that Ronald Reagan was right. We're always one generation away from losing freedom. If people don't teach their children the value of freedom, they won't value it. They'll just value safety. Tim, 37, Fenimore, Wisconsin. A friend, of, a friend of a friend recently asked, can you have a meaningful life without morality? My thoughts were that you can't have meaning without truth, and you can't have truth without morality, but I would love to hear your thoughts on the matter. Well, those are two separate issues, truth. So I'll answer the first one. Can you have a meaningful life without morality? Of course. You think Nazis didn't have uh, meaningful lives? Communists didn't have meaningful lives? Sure they did. Very meaningful. There was a Nazi uh, phrase, a comment among the SS, uh, who they said, we ne we're never so alive as when we're killing. They felt very fulfilled in murdering Jews and in murdering Slavs and in murdering period. There, there was a lot of meaning in fighting for the Aryan race and fighting for Hitler. There was a lot of meaning in the Soviet Union for in communism is, it was a whole meaning system. But I, I wish evil didn't give people meaning. <laughs> it does. So the issue in life is what will give you meaning? What has happened is with the collapse of Christianity in the West and Judeo-Christian values, people have sought meaning in crappy stuff.
but people are always seeking meaning. So they'll either find it in healthy things or unhealthy things. What's our story now? We're at 30. We're at 30. My inner clock worked. I love your questions, folks. I love that you ask. Yes, it's a crisis we're living through. This is, this is an unprecedented crisis. And the fomenting of hatred, in this case, to the unvaccinated, even if they've had COVID, even if you've gotten a vaccine, this is not a good development. But the human being is a complex creature. And that's why we have to teach good values. Everything is a matter of values. Okay, y'all. I'll see you next week. On behalf of Otto, I'm Dennis Prager. Thanks for watching. Thank you for watching this video. To keep PragerU videos free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation.